0: Back with you another edition of the Degenerate Hot Guys <laughs> Podcast, Trenton Biz talking the world of hot guys football with you, Iowa. An 0-2 start to the season. And Biz, we start right there. A disappointing effort again in the loss to Northwestern jump out to an early 17-0 lead. And then God, it was awful. Awful football. An 0-2 start. You could make an argument before the year. Purdue a difficult matchup. Iowa hasn't played well against Brom. Northwestern Fitz has had the Hawkeyes numbers throughout the years. You maybe would have made an argument for a loss. Certainly, nobody had this team though. O two. Well,
1: we're, we're well deserved. O two though. Trent, it has not been. Uh, it has not been pretty football in general, and, and it certainly has not been Iowa football. Boy. What the hell was that on Saturday, Trent? It just, this is a team that, that likes to pride itself and talks about being the bullies of the Big Ten. And, you know, there's no uh, getting around it, Trent. There was only one bully on the field on Saturday, and it sure as hell wasn't us.
0: And a team that was not scared to stick with their game plan knew what works best. They Northwestern is not equipped to get in a shootout with Iowa, so they're going to keep continuing to play that they weigh the way that they thought they could get back into the game, and they did, and they kept – it felt like old Iowa football. You just keep doing your thing, and eventually, come the fourth quarter, you're going to make the plays. Iowa is not the Iowa that we got to know in the early and mid-2000s. This, this is a different program. It's a program doesn't feel like they have an identity anymore. The Bullies of the Big Ten, that's been long buried. But what Iowa is today, it's some weird configuration here at 2020, and it's hard to put your finger on exactly what they are, what they're trying to be.
1: Yeah, that's well put, Trent. I I think it's a team that kind of bought into this. We've got lots of playmakers idea, so we've got to try to air the ball out. Um, and, And that's fine. I mean, we do have some playmakers, and we've got some talent, but we've also got a really, really young quarterback who has shown no... Comfort level right now at going past his first read. I mean, when, when his first read's there, he's a really good cornerback. But when he has to adjust and make decisions on the fly, he has not been very good. And that really showed late in the game. I mean, Northwestern uh, kept dropping eight back in coverage, and, and he kept uh, you know kind of rushing things and, and wouldn't stay in the pocket or wouldn't stay comfortable. And you know that's what you get when you you put you put the game on the shoulders of a Your least experienced player. I just I don't get it, Trent. I can't remember the last time Iowa fans. Rarely do you watch an Iowa game and start screaming, uh, "Stop passing the football!" That's not, you know. But that was. I mean, we just looked like a team that we were in such a rush to try to get that one point back, and and we just abandoned the run entirely down the stretch. And you know, you've seen the numbers, Trent. We dropped back the pass. 54 times, and and, we only technically ran 23. I mean, three of those ended out in quarterback scrambles, so the numbers ended up being 51 passes and 26 runs. But, you know, it's just not Iowa. And, you know, you talked about the the early 2000s. Man, I I miss those days, Trent. We we used to have, remember 2004, Sam Brownlee and Aaron Mickens were our running backs, and, and we still found ways to have better balance than we did yesterday. It just was a it was a real head scratcher and you know if you're if you're ready to just jump right into it, I can show you just how much of a head scratcher it was. Yeah. Well, I I can not Statboy can, but I can steal Stat Boy's thunder.
0: Yeah, let's see what Stat Boy came up with this this week. I'm excited to get to these numbers. You've been uh previewing them a little bit to me, so let's dig in.
1: Well, excited slash depressed, <laughs> okay. it, it is. It's I mean it's Amazing to see when you, when you break down and go through it, but it's more depressing than anything. So, you know, what I asked that boy was, it's pretty simple, Trent, uh, how often does Iowa throw the ball 50 times? And then I had him break down those those games, you know, just break down the 50-pass games to see, you know, what, the, what caused us to throw the ball 50 times in those games. Mm-hmm. And when we get done, Trent, I, I'm going to make a pretty – strong argument and i think you'll probably sadly agree with me that this might have been the uh worst job by an offensive coordinator in iowa history as far as uh (laughs) reading the tea leaves and and and, and planning things and, and adjusting during the game so just truly awful
0: let's do it what do you got numbers wise
1: all right. Well, let's hop in the hop in the time machine again, Trent. And again, the question for StatBoy, Boy: How rare is it for Iowa to pass the ball fifty times? And let's break down those games. So, um, so Stat Boy dug back, and this one, Trent. You know, usually we we I give him some parameters. I say just look at the the Ferentz era. Just look at the the Ferentz and Fry era. This one, I opened it up and just said, go back as far as you possibly can. many do we throw the ball fifty times? And you know, it's pretty easy because before the Hayden era, it had never happened before. Sure. Not a single time before Hayden got here. Um, the record before Hayden got here, you got to go back to 1964 when good old Gary Snook passed the ball 49 times. So, got close, but it never passed 50 times before Hayden got here. That's a ton of throws back then. Yeah. yeah. But, but never got to 50. So, Hayden gets here, and, and he... You and I, I think, have even talked about this quote in the past, but that actually sent me the Big Peach article from the day that Hayden was hired. And the headline from that article was, Fry promises passing, maybe 40 to 50 a game, exclamation point. Wow. So, so, you know, Hayden came here with the promise of, we're going to air it out, we're going to be a... uh, Aggressive, exciting team. You know, we're going to scratch where ditches, basically. And he he talked about that in the article. Sometimes we may throw the ball 20 times. Sometimes we may throw the ball 50 times. And it's all going to be based on, you know, where we can succeed. Well, even though Hayden made that promise, Trent, it was a decade before a Hayden team actually passed the ball 50 times. you got to jump all the way to 1988. Um, And in 1988 – it took the, the the craziest Iowa passing game of all time for it to, to get there. Do you remember the game I'm talking
0: about? I do. I uh, talked to Chuck Hartlieb this week on my radio program. You can check that podcast out. Uh, just search Miller and Condon. It'll pop up. But, yeah, I talked to Chuck Hartlieb, and he threw for what? Well, wow, I, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but, what, 540-some yards, something like that?
1: You actually are low, Trez. Crazy. <laughs> he threw the ball 60 times. For five hundred and fifty eight yards. Both uh easily Iowa records. So sixty passes, five hundred and fifty eight yards. But when you look at the game, it was easy to understand why. Two reasons, Trent. One, we were down thirty five to eleven at the half to Indiana. So uh had to air it out. Second, we tried to run the ball. We ran it twenty two times. Do you want to guess how many yards rushing we had that day? Negative eleven. Yeah, you're a little 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 off but of close. Negative one. Okay. We ran for ne- 20 yards that day. So clearly desperate times call for desperate measures, and uh, we were very desperate that day. So he threw sixty times, 550 yards, 558 yards. It made a nice comeback, but we still lost. So to get to the second time that we threw the ball 50 times, you don't have to fast forward much farther. It was actually the end of that same year. We go to the Peach Bowl versus NC State. We lose 28-23 to 23 to end the year with what legendary record, Trent.
0: That would be the six four and three season, I believe.
1: Yes, a record that will never be accomplished again. <laughs> right. So uh, put that one in the vault. Six T- four and three
0: ties that year against Ohio State, Wisconsin, and
1: Michigan State. I'll, I'll take your word on that. I one. think that's uh, right. Yeah. Well, um, but again, desperate times call for desperate measures. Do you, do you recall that Peach Bowl game at all?
0: Wasn't it, was that a like a really rainy one?
1: Yeah, kind of a wet, sloppy. Yeah. It rained all day, but it actually, I don't think it rained during the game. Okay. But we played as bad as, as you can possibly play for the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. And we were down 28-3, to three, like two minutes into the second quarter. So, again, desperate times, called for desperate measures. Had to air it out, threw the ball 55 times, came back, made it respectable, which you're going to see is kind of a theme here. Lost 28-23. So, it made it a one-score game, but, but still lost. So, most times you're talking about absolute desperation. So uh, justifiable to throw the ball that many times. All right, from so 88, first, where we go next? Third time, Trent. This is a, the kind of uh, one oddity that you'll see in our on the time machine for two reasons. One, it was a win. And, and second, it was a bizarre game where we still had very good run pass balance. 1992, we beat the, the Badgers 23 to 22. We. Throw the ball 51 times, but we also ran the ball 47 times. 98 plays for uh, Hayden's team—that that, that had to have been a record at the time. It just—it wasn't the hurry-up football you see now. 98 mm-hmm. plays is absurd.
0: It is. I mean, it's—it's it's a number that we see often anymore in college football. But at that time, when you talk about pace of play. I would love to see the numbers from that season. 23, 22, chucking around. What'd you say? 91, 92, 92. That was so, Rodgers?
1: Yep. So that, that's it. That's it for the Hayden years. Okay. Hayden, three times in 20 years that Hayden throw the ball 50 times. So even though he uh, he came in promising passing, and he did. Obviously, he had you know, arguably the three best passers in, in Iowa history uh, um, under his watch. But he he didn't swing it to a, to the degree that we did on Saturday very often. So uh, three times in 20 plus years, twice out of absolute desperation. So uh, let's jump forward to the Kirk era mm-hmm. where uh, surprisingly Kirk's teams have thrown it more than 50 times, even, even more than Hayden did. But uh, the first two times, the fourth and fifth times it happened again was due to absolute desperation. It was uh, Kirk's first year, 1999, two different times. We threw the ball uh, 50 plus times, Uh Two lopsided – or ended up not being lopsided losses, but again, come from behind games where we lost to Indiana and Minnesota at the end of the year. So, again, both losses. But when you dig into those losses, you realize even though we threw the ball a ton, we did try to run the ball in those games. We ran the ball over 30 times in each game. It just didn't work, and eventually we had to –
0: remember that Indiana game pretty well. That was, what, Scott Mullen chucking it around a bunch during that football game as they tried to come back. And I remember really one big part of the game is because instead of getting to the 20-yard line, uh, 20 rows up as we normally sit, I don't know, sometime in the second half, I went to the 35-yard line, a section over at the uh, 20th row, and just found myself, sat down, plopped down next to a couple of families, and after two or three minutes realized... Ah, I'm not in the right section. That's why nobody's around anymore. Thought you guys had all build on the game. I just was in the wrong section.
1: I bet I bet those families really enjoyed your company for that short time. So. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I very much impressed them. Uh, yeah, 19 year old Trencon and a hell of a hang, I'm sure, for people in their 30s and 40s. Uh, well,
1: and that Gophers game at the end of the year was actually the the last Iowa home game that I had missed until, until last year when I missed the. the um, Middle Tennessee State game for my son's cross country meet. Because in '99 we were uh, pretty hardcore into flag football, and we actually were, were uh, went to uh, the re- regional flag football that game uh, that weekend. So we would listen to Iowa lose a heartbreaker to the Gophers on the, on the radio that day. So
0: uh, pretty good Minnesota team, and Iowa. It was yeah. It was really we, warm we them, that day. I remember that minute. beautiful day for football, and played well even in a losing effort.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was. For, if there's such a thing as having some optimism in a one in ten year, that game kind of uh, kind of did that because uh, it gave us some hope going forward for a team that uh, didn't have a lot of hope for much of that year.
0: Moving on from '99.
1: Yeah, you got to jump four or five years. Uh, another bowl game, Trent. The 2005 Outback Bowl, and again, this one goes back to the desperation theme. Uh, you remember the 2005 Outback Bowl?
0: 2005 after the 2005 season.
1: No, 2000. Yeah, yeah, 2000. Yeah, sorry, 2006 Outback Bowl, I guess. It does so this would be the the Chad Greenway game. Mm-hmm. Coming back, outside, so.
0: offside. Yeah, Iowa got the football on the recovery, but the uh, officials from Conference USA did not award the Hawks the ball.
1: Correct. So down again, another game. Sense a pattern here, Trent. Down by double digits. In fact, down 31 to 10. Came back, made it a one score game. Um, didn't win, but they had to pass the ball 53 times to uh, to get us back in the game. So the same pattern again, you're passing 50-plus times but out of desperation, not out of uh, stubbornness or whatever you want to call what Brian did on Saturday. So uh, jump ahead to number seven. This was uh, relatively recent. Uh, in fact, there's the next two, number seven and number eight, happened the same year. Um, a bad 2014 Iowa team. We go to Maryland for the first time ever, um, and a, a real debacle, if you remember, out College Park. Uh, same, same scenario, fall behind by 17, had to throw the ball 56 times to get back in the game, lose by one score. So, uh, um, same scenario we been talking about before, uh, throwing the ball without a desperation. So.
0: Ruddock, yeah. was he the one throwing the ball around that game?
1: Yeah, yeah, pick six early in the game, dug our own hole, and then uh, kind of stumbled our way back into it. But just ugly football all around. So then number eight, Trent, same year actually. And I've, these I've got these two backwards in the in the order. This one actually should have been number seven because early in the year, Trent. This is the second win, and the, only the second time ever that we won while throwing fifty plus times. But quite possibly, Kirk Ferentz's ugliest win ever. Can you guess which win I'm talking about?
0: 2014 threw it around a bunch.
1: Non-conference game, Non-conference early in the year.
0: conference early in the year. I don't know, they beat Northern Illinois or something?
1: Ball State, oh, this Bull, Ball State yeah This was a 17-13 seven, nail-biter uh-huh. where we were down 13-3 to three with five minutes to go. So... <laughs> had to throw it 55 times to come back and beat the uh, the Ball State testicles. So again, threw it out of desperation, not out of uh, not out of stubbornness. So then we jumped to the last time it happened before Saturday, the, the ninth and final time it happened before um, last Saturday was two years ago at Happy Valley, and that was if you remember. Mm-hmm. a Unbelievably frustrating 30-24 to 24 loss at Happy Valley. When you think about that game, some, some eerie similarities to uh, what happened on Saturday. You, you had a young quarterback that struggled mightily, um, missed an incredibly wide-open person for a touchdown early in the game, and inexplicably the coaching staff just kept going back to that young quarterback and asking him to make plays, and, and it didn't work out uh, either time. So, uh, that's it, Trent. Those are the nine times before Saturday where we threw the ball fifty times. So uh, Saturday was the tenth time ever, and this is where I get to my argument, Trent. That it was the tenth time, and I honestly think you think back and look at everything. You can make a legit argument. It was the worst job by an offensive coordinator ever. Yeah. Look yeah. at the look at the circumstances of this game. Mm-hmm. We're ahead by seventeen. Mm-hmm. Brutally. Horrible wind. I mean, 30 mile per hour, 40 mile per hour wind gusts. You actually had early success running the ball. We ran the ball for 40 yards in the first quarter, and then you do what we did. I just there's no explanation for what we did on Saturday, and that's what makes it so frustrating. Is I think you know, Trent. Anybody that listens to this knows. Of the two of us, I have definitely been uh, more favorable to Brian Ferentz in the past. And uh, I've generally been, I wouldn't say an apologist, but I've, I've been more optimistic towards Brian and some of his decisions than you have in the past. But uh, there's no justifying what he did on Saturday. and, and I think even his, his own father kind of commented that by uh, backhanded saying, I want to go on the record and say that our plan sucked, basically. I mean, those weren't Kirk's words, obviously. But uh, reading between the lines, that's basically what Kirk said on uh, the postgame.
0: It was, and uh, a lot of frustrations there. You can tell, you're right. When you put everything together, you put the conditions out there. This is about as bad of a game plan as you can come up with, doing it in a game, and down by one. It never felt to me like Iowa was going to even get the necessary yardage to get in field goal range. I just, the optimism had been sucked out of me. Maybe that had something to do with Northwestern and the way they came back, but I just never had that feeling. It felt inevitable. This thing's gonna end twenty-one twenty.
1: Well, and we actually, you know, but three times in the fourth quarter, we got the ball in Northwestern territory, yeah, and we yeah. had we had the ball at their forty-five yard line with three minutes to go mm-hmm. and all three timeouts, and we still refused to run the ball. We, we just, <laughs> yes. just again, we consider and beat our heads over. Rather than rant and rave about the actual plays on Saturday, I, I figured it's easier to just let Stat Boy. Uh, prove it historically so let, let's put a bow on stat boys information here at the end the final stats trent iowa is two and eight all time when throwing 50 plus times and again the only two times we won were a bizarre wisconsin game where we ran 98 plays and they uh, come back in one of the worst iowa games of all time against ball state but even more amazing, Trent, when you break down the, the box scores for all 10 games, there have only been two other times where we had a worse run-pass ratio, where, where we ran the ball less than we did on Saturday. Those two times were the, the Hartley game, where, again, we ran the ball for negative one yard, so, so hardly <laughs> hardly can blame the coaching staff for giving up on the run that game. And the other time was the NC State Bowl game. We only ran the ball 19 times, but when you're down 25 Early in the second quarter, the game plan kind of goes out the window. So, so that's it. And before we hop out of the uh, time machine, Trent Statboy with another amazing nugget. You know, we we haven't we haven't sung Statboy's praises enough that, that, since we've returned. And so, one of the things Statboy does amazing. When I, when I give him an assignment, he almost always finds a nugget that's kind of a uh, off topic a little bit. And this one. Just to, to throw out there and put a little salt in the wound about just how great we used to be, Trent, and, and how we used to be the bullies of the Big Ten. From late 2001, the last three games of 2001, to early 2004, before uh, we started losing all of our running backs that year, we ran the ball more than passed the ball, more runs than passes, in 31 straight games. And we went 25 and 6 in that period. And that's when we established ourselves as the, uh, the true bullies of the Big Ten. So I long for those days, Trent, because we sure as heck weren't the bullies of the Big Ten on, on Saturday.
0: Not going to be uh, tough to be a bully when you're throwing around in football 50 times. Michigan State this week Rocky Lombardi makes his way back to his home state after a huge performance against Michigan. Look, that game plan and that scheme by Jay Johnson, the former UNI quarterback, now the coordinator up at MSU, not going to work against the way Iowa plays with their quarters defense. They're going to have to come up with something different, and they will, but still, even as good as Michigan State looked, I still have optimism, at least for this week's game. Am I crazy?
1: No, I mean, you and I talked about it in the past. I still don't think this is a good Michigan State no. football team. They... uh they played their their hard out obviously against their rival uh, on Saturday, but uh, they've got. I think we match up relatively well against them. I, I don't think Rocky Lombardi is an accurate thrower at all, and he likes to uh, take shots down the field, which I just don't think we'll let him do. Um, but I, I still think the line's uh, pretty crazy.
0: Seven a touchdown, and we will be picking that game here with our picks. Yeah, uh, a bounce-back game, a game to get right, but that point spread, we've talked about it before the season with Elite Sportsbook and those preseason numbers that they had. What was Iowa? Three, three and a half right in that range before the season. Started to jump up and jumped up bigger after uh, their performance against Rutgers here. Comes out across the the nation, though, at seven. It almost feels like a trap here. Like, they're they're begging you to bet Michigan State, and that's why, at least in terms of the point spread, I'm going to stay away this week.
1: Yeah, it certainly. I the line certainly stinks on this, and you know, if you look at lines that stink, I mean, look just last week, you had a couple of bizarre lines, and you know, West Virginia favored yeah. against the ranked Kansas State team, and uh, clearly uh, Vegas was right on that. And then you had you know, Oklahoma State seemed like kind of a head scratcher to be what top top five, top six team, barely getting more than a field goal against a team with multiple losses, and Vegas was obviously right on that as well. So. This does seem like one of the head scratchers of the week, which usually means uh, Vegas knows.
0: With that, you ready to do some picks? Let's do it. Folks, when you're right fifty-two percent of the time, you're wrong forty-eight percent of the time. Well, Why didn't you say that before? <laughs> okay. We've been uh wrong a little bit more than that. Updated look at the season numbers. I'm at five hundred three and three on the season. Biz two three and one after a one-one and one last week. For you, Biz, you got the push in that Ohio State. Penn State game, at least the numbers we had uh, last week when we did it. Let's start with the Iowa game and your favorite point spread pick of what you have for us this week.
1: Oh, let's start with the Iowa game, Trent. uh You and I were the kiss of death last mm-hmm. week, so just just to uh to try to make things right, Trent, I- I'm going to go with MSU plus seven. I-, I agree with what you said earlier. I think this is one where I just stay away from in general, but. Uh, I'm going to try to buy the Hawks a win because I, I jinxed the Hawks by picking us the last two weeks, so I'll pick against us this week and uh, hope I'm wrong once again.
0: Yeah, it feels like one, numbers-wise, if we took the Hawkeye away, this would be one that I'd be betting on Iowa. I'm staying away from the number, though. I'm going to go under. 46.5 is the number. It was as high as 50 earlier this week, and that thing is dropping. I would say if you're looking at the under – jump on it here right now because by the time we get to the weekend that thing might be down in the 43 44 range so i'll jump at it right now 46 and a half in the under favorite big 10 play of the week for me i will go back to the well james franklin screwed me last week going for two stupid times come on james franklin get within the number he couldn't do it last week against ohio state they put a whooping though on maryland maryland looked great on friday night against minnesota we have learned that Minnesota defense is atrocious. Going to play the big number, 24-and-a-half. Give me the nits.
1: I've got the same game, Trent, but just uh, I'll take the uh, over-under instead of the uh, the line on mm-hmm. that one also. Same rationale as you. Maryland is not a good football team. Uh, Penn State is an okay football team. But they they are going to look to uh, take out some frustrations in this game. I'm not sure they'll cover the 24-and-a-half, but I think they'll score a ton of points, so. The over uh, over 63, which I believe is the same as I had last week, and, and James Franklin screwed me as well by continuing to go for twos instead of just kicking an extra point in there. So uh, I'm gonna, I'll take uh, the over uh, over 63 in Penn State and Maryland.
0: All right, finish up with your best bet of the week across college football, Biz.
1: I'll try, this, this violates everything that I've – promised to do over the years. I promised I wasn't going to bet Rutgers and Indiana and, and <laughs> Illinois and bad football teams. Well, I am I am betting on quite possibly the worst football team in the Power Five. Uh, give me the Vanderbilt Commodores, mm-hmm. Trent, plus 18-and-a-half. Mississippi State, I don't know if they can beat anybody by 18-and-a-half right now. That team has completely quit on, on the Pirates. Vanderbilt's bad, but uh, Mississippi State's equally as bad, so uh, give me Vandy plus 18 and a half, and I'll uh, plug my nose and, and, and hope that they can uh, can hold on to, to that many points.
0: Well, Biz, as you know, I'm normally a big underdog player, a majority of my picks in our Hawkeye Super Contest every week, usually on the dog. Not this week. I actually like a lot of favorites this week, which makes, which makes me incredibly nervous, but I'm going to jump on the big national game of the week. Clemson lay the five and a half. I know they struggled last week against Boston College. I really like the line play for Notre Dame. I just don't think, even without Trevor Lawrence, they have enough to keep up with Clemson, what ETN is able to do out of the backfield. This thing has the the makings of 38-24, 35-20, something in that range. I'll lay the five and a half on the road. Give me Clemson to get it done. and And the Tigers, boy, they seem to always get up for the big games too now.
1: Yeah, I don't. I just thought sold it. Notre Dame is a uh, a top five or even top ten team. They're, they're, they're okay. But they're, they're not Clemson level, and I think Clemson got their, They got their scare last week, and you know, you and I both enjoyed a solid verbal, and uh, they both comment all the time about you, you got to win your clunkers, and I and I feel like Clemson did that. They won their clunker last week, and. Uh, Dabu's, Dabu's teams rarely put up back-to-back clunkers, so I think they're going to come out ready to uh, ready to really play on Saturday. So, uh, at the risk of getting a kiss to death, Trent, I, I like that pick as well.
0: Well, at least it wasn't official ones. We know those are always bound to go the other way. Let's get out of here with this. Time for Business Beat. Hey, kids. Gather around for Business
1: Beat of the day. Okay. Here's Business Beat of the day. As we tape this today, Trent, we are exactly three weeks away from the start of Iowa basketball season. Can they put out a frickin' schedule so that we can uh, break that down next week instead of having to uh, spend 30 minutes talking about this Iowa football team? Yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, right now, Iowa football is just there's not much joy in the program right now. Hopefully, that'll change on Saturday, but uh, I'm ready for basketball. I mean, I'm. Obviously, you, know, you and I are gluttons for punishment, so we'll hang with the Hawkeye football team through thick and thin, and even if they end two and six, we'll be up and up and excited every Saturday morning. But uh, it's time for the Big Ten to move forward with the schedule. Let's let's, uh, let's get the basketball season uh, ready to roll here, and hopefully by, by this time next week we'll have a schedule to break down and uh, really dig deep into what should be, hopefully, maybe – can be uh, historic
0: basketball season. Biz, I ponder here as we uh, record this on a Wednesday afternoon, if that schedule, if they're waiting, because there's not going to be a non-conference schedule. And Iowa State, the Cyhawk game will be off, and no North Carolina, and no Gonzaga up in South Dakota, if all those games are going to go away. And ultimately they play a 20, 22, 24 game conference-only schedule. I do wonder if, uh, if that's more of a reality than we thought even maybe a week
1: or two ago. Yeah, I, it seems odd that they would. I mean, I feel like the Big Ten hopefully learned a little bit from the football side of things, and, and if that's happening, they better make sure that everybody's on board with that, and not uh, not be the only conference that decides decides to do that. But I don't know. I I gave up a long time ago trying to figure out what the hell the Big Ten's thinking. So you might be right, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I hope that's not the case because. I'm looking forward to seeing us play Gonzaga and North Carolina and teams like that.
0: Iowa preseason number 12 at Ken Pomeroy. His rankings are out. Iowa's second-best adjusted offense preseason, 73rd on the defensive side. That's going to have to be better. They're going to win a regular season crown and make a run in the NCAA tournament. But hopefully, hopefully, we'll have plenty of months to discuss that. Biz, we'll do it again next week. Thanks as always. All right, go Hawks. (music) we <music>